everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. What's up, Join the Journey listeners? My name is Kat Reagan, and I'm going to be your host for today. Um, if you guys did not hear a previous episode that I was on, I had the privilege of hopping on the podcast not too long ago during Holy Week. But if you missed that, I am a young adult here at Watermark, and I have gotten to grow up in my faith through different ministries here, like Equip Disciple, community groups, mission trips, and the porch ministry, where I have served for the past six years now and get to lead a team and continue to be equipped to share the hope that I have found in Jesus. And it's been so much fun. And so today we are going to open up God's Word, and we are going to read in Numbers If you guys have been tracking with us, we are in Numbers 8 today. And so if you're anything like me, sometimes reading through the Old Testament is a little bit more challenging than the New Testament, but it has been fun to read through Numbers. And some of the things that I love in Numbers is God's presence is so close to the people of Israel. There's different instances where we see His presence being like a cloud of fire over the tabernacle. God speaks directly to Moses. He says, not in riddles, but face to face. You see Moses interceding over and over again for the people of Israel in the midst of the rebellion. And you also get to see spies that are charged to go out into the promised land. And you see Caleb showcasing his faith and courage. And so there is so much uh, goodness in the book of Numbers. And so high level, the book of Numbers essentially bridges the gap between the Israelites receiving the law in Exodus and Leviticus, and then them preparing to enter into the promised land in Deuteronomy and Joshua. And so um, my Bible actually says about the book of Numbers that this book shows the steadfast purpose of God to fashion a people for himself who will display his image to the world, and out of which a Savior will arise. The unfaithfulness of the members of Israel puts God's steadfastness to the test. And where the members of Israel suffer God's punishment, the people as a whole are preserved and shaped. And I love that because it, again, just highlights God's faithfulness to the people of Israel. And so today we're in Numbers 8, and our key theme here is the cleansing of the Levites for the work of the Lord. And so two observations that I took away from this passage is, one, God is dedicating the tribe of Levi to priesthood in the temple. And then two, we see the retirement of the Levite priest. So let's dive right in. The first topic is the Levites being dedicated as priests. So if you didn't already know this, the Levites are one of the 12 tribes of Israel. Fun fact, I didn't know this until I read it, but Moses himself was a Levite. And some other notable Levites that you might recognize the names of is Aaron, Samuel, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Ezra, and Malachi. So these people were responsible for the tabernacle. So this is the place where God's presence would reside for the people of Israel. Their responsibilities would be running the temple, guarding and protecting it, performing the duties and rituals, and ensuring that God's continual presence was with Israel. Now, we read in Numbers 8 a lot of the specifics of how they were to be set apart and consecrated. We read how they were supposed to have a sprinkling of water, of purification, shaving of their head and hair, washing their clothes. This was also followed by a meat and a sin offering that was a ceremonial sacrifice. And so we see this word consecrated or dedicated, and this really just means to be declared sacred. So uh, they had a special role in the temple, and that was to perform the duties of sacrifice and service to the Lord specifically on behalf of the people. 
Now, in present day today, we don't have priests offering sacrifices in the church, especially here at Watermark, but we do have roles in the house of God. And so one that we recently talked about as a church is actually the role of elder or shepherd and how they also have a unique role to serve the body of Christ. And so many times whenever we actually have new elders or shepherds join our staff, we will pray for them and in a similar terminology, dedicate these elders to the Lord for the work that they will be entrusted with. And so um, I think some personal takeaways for us as we read this is that similar to how the Levites were chosen to be consecrated for the work of the temple, as Christians, we are also called to be set apart for holiness and the work of God's church. So we know that Jesus came as our ultimate high priest. He was the perfect sacrifice through his death on the cross. And after he ascended into heaven, he gave us his Holy Spirit. So we are now the temple of God's Holy Spirit. His very presence is inside of us. And we see that in 1 Corinthians 6, 19. So this means that in our hearts, in our body, it is a sacred place. We know that the Holy Spirit not only lives there, but is worshiped and revered and honored. And so this means that how we behave, how we think and speak and everything that we let into our body through our eyes and ears is important because it all is through the lens of the Holy Spirit living in us. And so not only does he live in us, but also in Christ, now our identity is changed. We are now a part of the royal priesthood. So when there used to be just the Levites, now it is all of God's people since his presence lives in us. First Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. So, We know that now we're considered the holy priesthood as a believer. We are given the same charge to be set apart, holy, and useful to the Lord in service to Him. So let's move on to the second point, retirement at the age of 50. We see that in the last section of our reading today, it actually highlights the time frame that the Levites would be operating in their priest role. Now, I don't know who thought I was qualified to speak on retirement, considering I'm at the very mature age of 28, but we're going to take our best shot at it. So a couple of things on retirement. So there is a biblical recording of the Levite priesthood ending at the age of 50. But this is also not a universal commandment on our lives. This is a description of the specific role of the Levite priest. And so they were required to retire at the age of 50, but we also read that they were still allowed to serve as guards and to minister in the temple courts. So their service to the Lord continued on far past their specific role as a priest. Now, we know everyone's circumstance is going to look a little different uh, when it it comes to retirement. Now, this could be dependent on your financial need, maybe the passion for your career, your health, family, personal preference, or maybe God's specific call in your life. Maybe he wants you to lead a company into older age or to retire early to be a great grandparent. But although professional retirement may vary person to person, we know that we should never retire from serving the Lord, although the way that we serve him may change. And so we see this example in Titus 2. 
Titus 2 actually states that the older men and women are to teach, by example, younger men and women how to live. And so um, there is a high call, even as you retire from your professional careers and jobs, that the call in our life remains the same and that we would still continue to serve the Lord. And so um, I love the way Got Questions actually phrase this. It says, the Christian never retires from Christ's service. He only changes the address of his workplace. In summary, as one reaches the retirement age, whatever that might be, the vocation may change, but one's life work of serving the Lord does not change. Often, it's the senior saints who, after a lifetime of walking with God, are able to convey the truths of God's Word by relating how God has worked in their life. The psalmist prayer should always be our prayer as we age, that even when I am old and gray, do not forsake me, O God, till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. And that's Psalm 71, 18. And that's a great charge. Um, So in regards to retirement, you can trust God's spirit and wisdom to lead you to the specific choice of that timeline. But we can be sure based on God's word, that we are now God's royal priesthood, a lifelong privilege to be set apart for the good works that the Lord has in store for us. So this week, maybe you can consider the reality that you house the very presence of God inside you and evaluate the ways that you have been chosen to be set apart for the Lord. And maybe even consider the ways that you don't currently look different and that God would have you grow in that area. So Great things to consider this week in regards to us being a royal priesthood and retirement at the age of 50. And so, as always, I am so glad that we are on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.